Hey, the start of something special right here, man. Let's go. Number one fantasy player right here. Got past the line. Shut up. Know the rules. I just want to say this to you. Right now, best in the game. I know. Hello and welcome in to the Pod After Touchdown Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Hoppin, joined as always by my co-host, Andrew Mackins. And we are happy to be rejoined by our producer, Garner. It is the first time that the three of us have been together in quite some time, at least without a guest, that's for sure. Um, all these people trying to trying to get into our show. We've got Got such high demand, but it is good to be back with the three of you fellas. How are you doing tonight? I am great, Sam. I am super excited to be reunited with you guys via Zoom here. Uh, Might not be in person, but I think it's still going to be a great episode. We got mock draft for people this week. Garner, if you could just like put in the background when you're editing this episode just like the reunited and it feels so good <laughs> well, the voice like that you don't have to put anything in i was I'm just about to say that boys choir voice out there for the audience uh, i was just about to say that uh i'm not gonna use the actual song because of copyright issues i'm just gonna use sam's audio there and loop that over and over again in the background just uh <laughs> duplicate his voice a few times at like a half step pitch up and then you'll have the <laughs> the choir that you're looking can you auto-tune it to be like a t-pain voice too that'd be dope i'm sure we could that'd be pretty entertaining to try out too yeah yeah definitely would be what else is entertaining is a live mock draft which is what we are doing for the show today we're going to take all of the information that we learned from our experts that joined us over the past month during our division previews but Before we do that, we'll obviously start with our kickoff question and mental health minute. So without further ado, let's kick things off. And this game is underway. Okay, so obviously this past month we've talked a lot about a lot of different players. We've gone through each of the divisions and that potentially might have changed some opinions on a couple players. So let's go around the horn and name a player that you've either warmed up on or cooled off on over the past month. And Andrew, I'll let you start with this one. Yeah, the the first player that comes to mind for me, and it really has nothing to do with any of the guests we've had on, but it's George Kittle. And I don't know if it's just because I've been seeing all of the hype videos online and the fact that he got a Master Chief tattoo on his arm recently, which looks amazing. But I do think about how Debo Samuel is most likely not going to start the season healthy. They did just sign, the 49ers did, uh, Jordan Reed as another tight end who, when healthy, can be a playmaker. That could potentially take some routes run away from Kittle because he is a multi-level asset. But We've talked about so many different tight ends on this on this show and guys that could potentially break out. I do believe there's still an argument to take either Kittle or Kelsey to lock that position up so you don't have to worry about it later and miss on those lottery ticket players. And I believe that 
any way you slice it, Kittle has some touchdown regression in his favor. I believe he only had five last year. I believe I brought that up before. So I am, if there's any player out there, I'm 100% all in on now. It's George Kittle. I love it. I love it. I, I could see him being the number one tight end. That's for sure. Garner, who are you warming up to or cooling off on? Uh, I am warming up to Julian Edelman. He's... Um. I, that that's what my first thought always has been, but he's still the wide receiver one there. They bring in Cam Newton rather than Stidham or whoever they thought they were going to try and run with at first. So he has a known again if Cam's healthy, a known really good quarterback back there. He's wide receiver one, and right now you're getting him for like seventh round value. I am more than happy to jump on that. That's uh, that's kind of like you trying to convince Andrew and I that Kyle Rudolph was a good late round tight end. <laughs> that just that some off zero upside to <laughs> me whatsoever. Uh, the player that I'm warming up on is someone that we talked about in our NFC East preview last week, and that's Terry McLaurin. I don't think there's a way that he comes out of this season with at least 140 targets. You talk about someone who is the wide receiver one for that team. I won't you know, rehash all the stuff that we talked about last week. You can check out that show for our full analysis. But I think he's just got a ton of upside and you're getting him in the fourth, fifth round enough where you can get enough value on him if he enters the wide receiver one territory yeah if you're if you're a value-based drafting guy i think he's a prime target based on where he's been all offseason but garner you keep picking those old slot wide receivers if you want okay so for our mental health minute i want to talk about something quickly i tweeted out an article earlier this week about how to help someone else with depression obviously Not all of us deal with depression on a day-to-day basis. I have in the past, but there may be someone that we know and love that may be dealing with it. So it's important to know how to help that person. As a quick synopsis, they listed four ways to help someone else. And that is one, knowing the symptoms of depression, which are things like loss of joy, lack of motivation, poor concentration. Uh, The second is to encourage treatment. I see a therapist regularly. It helps me just sort of voice my thoughts and just sort of ramble and, and rant as I please. The third is to provide support. Obviously, being nice to them is an easy way to provide support and letting them know that you're here for them. And finally, being aware of suicide risk. That's obviously not something that we want to talk about often. There is a a stigma around there, but that is a big symptom of depression. If people are, if someone is talking about doing those sorts of things or flirting with the idea of it, things like that, don't be afraid to notify someone else, whether it's another family member or uh, a friend that this person is thinking about, you know, suicide potentially, because then you can hopefully help them and figure out a way to make them better. But again, just want to reiterate that even if if you're not dealing with depression, there likely is someone that you know that that is. So to 
it's the golden rule, you know, treat everyone as you would like to be treated. And I think that's more prevalent than ever in, in today's world that we're living in. Well said. On a lighter note, let's get into the mock draft. It is our second mock draft of this offseason. It is going to be a half PPR league. Andrew is drafting from the three slot. I fortunately got handed the six spot and Garner got handed the 10 spot. We will be drafting a one quarterback, two running back, three wide receiver, one tight end, and a flex position with four bench. So that'll be 12 total players. It's uh, it's it is for half PPR. I don't remember if I mentioned that, but we're uh, we're going to be doing this on sleeper. We're trusting that the ADP is accurate. We already checked beforehand, and I, I don't think any computers are going to be taking Damian Williams uh, in the sixth round, which would be kind of funny. But let's uh, <laughs> let's get into this. Are you guys excited? Yeah, are we sure one of these computers hasn't uh, been doing their homework and might just happen to pick Damien Williams like that? Uh, everyone's got that guy in their league or girl in their league that missed the news. And and hopefully, you know, our computers don't let that happen and that everyone in your league is properly researched. But, you know, either way, I am definitely excited. I'm ready to kill this third pick. Let's get it going. Let's do it. Okay, so with the first two picks, it went Christian McCaffrey, no surprise there, and Alvin Kamara at number two. Andrew, you went with Saquon Barkley for your first pick. I was surprised that Kamara went first, but you always get a little bit of randomization in sleepers, so I'm happy for Saquon to fall to me at that spot. I think that he has the potential, when given a full season, to be the RB1 uh it overall even over christian mccaffrey based on what mccaffrey's workload was last year so very excited to have say quads as the first guy on my team i love it the next two picks were ezekiel elliott and derrick henry so i'm on the clock guys guys i'm gonna do it i'm gonna go with clyde edwards hilaire i don't have it ranked this way but i think some of the guys that i have ranked ahead of him might be able to fall to me in the next round, and I want to I wanna see what happens here. So after my pick, it went Michael Thomas, Dalvin Cook, and Nick Chubb, which leaves Garner with an interesting decision, whether he wants to start with a, a running back or a wide receiver. I'm always tempted to go for the wide receivers, but I, I just like the depth and wide receiver later in drafts. So I try to stick to running back starts here, so I'm very happy to take Joe Mixon. Not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. A couple – Wide receivers went right after that in Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams. And then the next two after that were a pair of running backs in Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs. Putting Garner back on the clock. Started with Joe Mixon. Are you going to go with a little robust RB or try and balance out your your roster here? I know who I would take if I were Garner. Just put that out there. Now, I'm going to stick to the strategy I laid out. I'm going to start with the two running backs. I love Aaron Jones, and I'm taking him. All right. All right. So after that, it was Kenyon Drake, who was actually the guy that I was hoping would fall to me, followed by the top two quarterbacks in Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. I, I'm tempted with Julio Jones 
sitting there right now, but I want to try out this, you know, heavier running back strategy and see what happens. So I'm going to go with Austin Eckler. I think there's, I mean, I, I blasted a myth out a while ago, uh, a couple weeks ago about the fact that running quarterbacks actually do pass to their running back. So I think Austin Eckler will, he'll certainly regress in the receiving game just because of natural regression, not because of, of Tyrod Taylor. And I think he's got the ability to be the workhorse in that Chargers backfield. So Andrew, you're on the clock. Julio and Chris Godwin went right before you. What's your strategy right now? Well, uh, Austin Eckler, I think, is or Kenyon Drake, even or Aaron Jones, depending on how the ADP really falls. Those are the last three guys in a teardrop for me at running back. And surprisingly, there's no tight end has been drafted yet. But I'm going to get the guy, last guy in a tier of wide receivers for me, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, at 210. I think that's you know pretty significant. I was hoping Julio would fall there, but I love Hopkins just as much as Julio, so. Uh, I love the target share that he could gather there in Kyler Murray's second year. Right. And right after you, George Kittle, the guy that you pumped up (laughs) during our kickoff question, went as the number one tight end. So uh, computer number two certainly thinks that he has the potential to take over the tight end crown. And then it was Travis Kelsey, Kenny Galladay, and Chris Carson putting Andrew right back on the clock again. I was really hoping one of those two tight ends would fall to me, but the ADP for that would have been those too much guys, of yeah, yeah, those those the ADP of those guys, it's going to be second round for both of them. Uh, I got to stick to my rankings on this one, and I still don't know why he's this low in sleeper. But DJ Moore's the pick here, especially if he's my second wide receiver. I'm taking him uh, every time in the third round. Look at that! You found him this time. I was kind of hoping he would fall. <laughs> I, did, I, I did. I did him last time. <laughs> and then you would just absolutely lose your shit again. So I'm on the clock here. I went with CEH and Eckler with my first two picks. And again, I, I'm just, this is a mock draft. So I'm trying out a different strategy. The next best running back for me, which is who I'm going to go with is, is Melvin Gordon. I think you see, you look at what Pat Shermer has done with the lead running back in his offenses and they've just performed outstandingly and Derek Brown has tweeted out a bunch of stuff on that and it's really sort of shown me the light that Melvin Gordon is is certainly not dead in the Denver offense. Garner is back on the clock after following a similar running back running back start. Are you going to triple it up like I am and follow the robust RB model. I wasn't planning on it, but I think I might be actually because of, uh, again, our recent talks with stepmom Lauren and uh, looking at Todd Gurley here. And I, I probably should use him in our kickoff question as someone that I've been rising on. Cause he, uh, as she pointed out, I mean, in, in a great offense, he's got a one-year contract. Like they have no reason not to push him to the limit. And that's what I'm hoping for out of him. Yeah, there was an article written by Aaron Larson, who writes for the fantasy football footballers. 
And he pointed out that it would take just over a 12% target share for Gurley to see 80 targets using Atlanta's two-year average of pass attempts. And he averaged about 84 targets in the back-to-back RB1 seasons he had. So I think it's certainly reasonable with all of the vacated targets that Atlanta has for him to see that amount of targets. Garner, you're back on the clock after a couple of running backs and A.J. Brown were drafted. What's going through your head? I have to take a wide receiver, I suppose, since I have three (laughs) running backs and we need to start three wide receivers. So I'm going to go with Juju here. I love Big Ben being back, and, I mean, he's just going to be that primary weapon. I'm very excited to see those two back at it here. Juju is not someone that I was thinking of. He wasn't he wasn't showing up here on the sort of the ADP chart that we're we're looking at. And there were two guys, one of which was Cooper Cup that I was looking at, hoping he might fall to me. But another guy who I believe I drafted in our last mock draft is still available, and he's gonna be my wide receiver one. That's Calvin Ridley. Like I said, the Atlanta offense has a ton of opportunity out there, and I think he's got the upside to push for a wide receiver one. It's been quite a run of wide receivers here with DK Metcalf followed by Mike Calvin Ridley, Allen Robinson, and Robert Woods going off the board. Andrew is back on the clock after starting with Saquon Hopkins and DJ Moore. Andrew, you made a a very surprised-looking face as if you didn't know that A.J. Brown went. Um, Was he the guy that you were looking at, or are you looking for Lamar Jackson thinking he actually fell this far? No, I I was hoping that Mark Andrews would fall. I saw he got picked, and then as I was scrolling down, like Sleeper does this weird weird thing where you – like you, if you scroll down, it shows your name over a different pick. And so I thought it said that I picked Allen Robinson. Now I wouldn't have hated that, but I digress. He was not on the board. So I took Tyler Lockett. I think he has potential to be a top 15 wide receiver. I have him ranked in that range. So uh, I definitely lean wide receiver when we have to start three of them as well. Um, and, and I think we're approaching this running back dead zone and the running backs continue to go. I, I wouldn't have hated Jonathan Taylor in this spot because he went right after Lockett. Then it was David Montgomery, Devin Singletary to kick off the fifth round, and then T.Y. Hilton just happened to be on the top of the board, even though he is on the pup currently. Yeah, David Montgomery, everyone's favorite mid-round running back, as we <laughs> talked about on our NFC North podcast. Andrew, you've got 10 seconds left to make your pick. Who are you going with? I'm going to keep hammering wide receiver here, and I'm going to go DJ Chark because while I think Tyler Lockett has a safer floor, I think Chark is similar to a Terry McLaurin who's, who is still available, Sam. Uh, but at the fifth round here, I think he's in that same window where third year breakout or potential breakout for him. He's got another year under his belt. He showed a lot last year, and he's clearly the main target for Garner Minshew. You said he's still available, and he is, and now he's on my team. He's scary Terry McLaurin. I'm taking him as my wide receiver two, soon to be the overall wide receiver one. Notably, I, I took him over Odell, so I think I might have had Odell higher in my rankings. I think I'll probably 
actually update it after this to have Terry above him. I think I, I, like I said, I think he's got a path to 140, 150 targets this season. So it's, it was an easy smash pick for me. Uh, Garner is back on the board. Are you going to continue copying my draft strategy? hundred <laughs> percent. Cause I'm, very excited. I, I, I thought uh, this player was going to get nabbed up in the f- two picks before me, but Keenan Allen fell to me in the end of the fifth here. And once again, our divisional previews, we talked about him and I, I still love his skill, his opportunity, and uh, I'm very happy to grab him there. Good stuff. Yeah, that was another guy who was in consideration for me in the fifth round. So let's take a quick break to recap our teams. We've got a couple different strategies going on right now. Andrew started off from the three hole with Saquon Barkley as his running back one, and then followed that up with four straight wide receivers in DeAndre Hopkins, DJ Moore, Tyler Lockett, and DJ Chark. So really liking the the DJs this draft. Garner, on the other hand, started off with three running backs and Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, and Todd Gurley, following it up with two really great values at wide receiver in Juju Smith-Schuster and Keenan Allen. And I followed suit with Garner, starting with a really robust three wide receivers, like the robustest of the robust running backs and Clyde Edwards Alaire, Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon, and then two of my favorite mid-round wide receivers in Calvin Ridley and Terry McLaurin. The way this draft is shaping up right now, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I, I really like Garner and I's draft. And I think there have been a couple of times where we've I, I've done mock drafts and I start with sort of one running back and Several wide receivers because again, like taking DeAndre Hopkins at the at the two ten is appealing, but then you look at your running backs later on and it doesn't look that great. So, Andrew, it'll be interesting to see what your team ends up with. But let's continue the draft. Garner, you are on the clock. Are you going to continue this receiver trend? Is the big question. I'm really tempted to because I see uh, Cortland Sutton a little bit down the list here who I uh, really like, but I think I'm in a break from the streak because the one like higher QB that I've been taking lately is available in Deshaun Watson. I still love him and think he is a great value here and I am excited to add him to my roster. That's, That's not a bad pick in the sixth round. Dak Prescott and Kyler Murray went the two picks beforehand with uh, Russell Wilson going earlier in the fifth. So some decent value on Deshaun Watson as the sixth overall quarterback. That's for sure. I don't really know what to do here. Um, there, <laughs> well, there you are have 30 seconds to talk it out. There really aren't many players that I truly love here. And I, I really want to shoot for the moon here. And because this is a mock draft, I think I'm going to. So let's do it with Will Fuller. 
I think he he's got a chance if if he stays healthy. I mean, health is obviously the question, the the question surrounding Will Fuller. So it, it that's it. it. It's health. If he stays healthy, he's going to be. I, I think he could be a top fifteen wide receiver. That's it. That's the draft pick. Uh, I, I I don't. Uh, I respect it. I respect it. I am quite amazed on another receiver you passed up, and I can't pass him up. This is going to be the last receiver I draft. I swear by it. It's Cortland Sutton. He is that dude in Denver, and getting him at the end of the sixth round is pretty unreal. That's all I got to say. It is really good value. The thing I worry about is your first bench spot, which if you like the value enough, I don't I don't hate it. But, again, it'll be interesting to see how your running backs end up towards the end of this draft. But you're back on the clock. Jarvis Landry, Brandon Cooks. And Michael Gallup, along with Drew Brees, went in the couple of picks in between. Are you on the running back page now, by chance? Yes, I'm going to go running back now. I, I pretty much have to. Um, I could potentially go quarterback here as I'm kind of ruminating on this zero RB strategy that I took. But some of these guys that I like in the middle rounds are not going to be there if I wait any longer. So... I'm going to go upside. Cam Akers has the opportunity to get the lead back work in Sean McVay's offense. So why not take him now? It's not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. He he was actually the guy that I was thinking about taking if he ended up following to me. But you pointed out this is a three wide receiver team. And I've only got three right now. So I want to make sure that I have a little bit of insurance, obviously, knowing that Will Fuller is is not one to stay healthy that often. So I'm going to go with Tyler Boyd, who I think is in for a really good season, a, a solid season. He's sort of a, a probably more exciting Julian Edelman, if you will, is just going to be consistent hogging a bunch of targets in that offense. So uh, a couple of tight ends and Darren Waller and my second cousin, Rob Gronkowski, went off the board before <laughs> Garner's pick. Garner, where are you going to go now? Well, I was thinking actually about uh, going Tyler Boyd. I, I kind of feared Edelman would be here at the end of the seventh for me after I just uh, talked about him earlier in the episode. But I was like, you know, if Boyd's here, I think I, I got to go with him. But you, you went down and nabbed him from me. So I, I'm just going to go with Edelman. I... I like I said before, I know he's not the flashiest one, but I do like him. And I'm happy with him as my wide receiver three. Not a bad pick, not a bad pick. It seems like we've got a run of tight ends with Evan Ingram and Hunter Henry going right after with a pair of Johnsons and Carrion and Deontay Johnson. So Garner's back on the clock. There is a tight end in your future. Probably not. There's not really anyone of too much value coming up here and I don't feel like reaching at this point. It's still way too early. I might as well just wait till the end. So I think instead I'm in a slightly reach and this is once again from a previous episode of ours, but I'm going with Emmanuel Sanders going for that upside here. He treated me well at the end of last year and he's in a powerful offense again. 
as a number two. So I'm uh, I'm hoping for some production there. That uh, that is a pick. <laughs> I'm going to do something that I, I think has been talked a lot about this off season, and that's the idea of stacking in redraft or, or best ball leagues because it's more of a DFS thing in that you're trying to have the correlation to get the upside. But Michael Leone at the, uh, excuse me, at Establish the Run wrote an article saying that stacking actually does correlate well with redraft, uh, excuse me, winning and redraft. So I'm going to go with Matt Ryan here to stack with my Calvin Ridley, hoping that he shows a lot of upside. I think he's probably the, the first quarterback after some of those rushing guys that has a, a high ceiling to finish in the top two or three because of the amount of times that they throw the ball. But Andrew's back on the clock after Josh Allen and Tevin Coleman go. Are you going to draft any more running backs at any point? I'm going to draft gonna more with? than two running backs, Sam. I'm not uh, going that fragile with my guys there. But you got Matt Ryan in the eighth round, which I think is an incredible value. I love his top five upside. Another guy who we talked about with great upside, and I know you and I both love, is Carson Wentz. He's still on the board. I have not got him in a lot of places thus far this offseason, so I might as well take him in a mock draft and feel good about it. Uh, And Tom Brady went off the board right after that. Uh, Miko Hardman, a high upside wide receiver. I already got my wide receiver, so I'm good there. And then running backs back-to-back were the guys in Miami, Jordan Howard and Matt Breida. So uh, I'm glad with the pick I made. Going to stick with just the one QB given the uh the you know the shallower roster for this mock yep and i like in the seventh round that like uh i mean ronald jones was a guy i hope fell to me but um you see a lot of incumbents taken in that seventh round like marlon mack carry on johnson and another guy who i like is philip Lindsay. i think he's still going to be getting a lot of reps out of the backfield i don't think they're just gonna get rid of him because they signed melvin gordon uh, he doesn't have as much upside as he used to, but uh, I think it's a good pick given that we're in the ninth round. Not a bad pick at all. It's it, It'll be interesting. I mean, I touted the Pat Shermer offense and what it does for running backs. It'll, see, it'll be interesting to see what role Philip Lindsay has in this offense after what he's done the past couple of seasons. I'm on the clock now after taking my my quarterback and I think I still want to take another wide receiver just because I started with those three guys. I'm going to assume that they're all going to stay healthy and that I'm really only plugging other guys in on, on bye weeks or if they're injured. So I'm going to go with another very high upside pick in Henry Ruggs. He is someone that I, I actually probably could have talked about him as the guy that I've been rising on lately. And I tweeted out a couple weeks ago about just some of the similarities between his situation and AJ Brown's situation from last year. And they're a little bit more similar than you might think. So I, I like his upside. If Derek Carr can, you know, actually does throw deep, he is a good deep ball passer. I think 
Ruggs can take the top off and really expose some defenses. Garner is back on the clock. None of us have taken a tight end. So, Garner, are you going to be the first one to do that? I don't know. I, I, I'm tempted to, but... Uh, I mean, if yeah, he doesn't I, I take think... one here, he's got to pull the trigger in the 10th round, right? Huh? He doesn't no. have to, does he? No, we'll I, I'm uh, going same kind of overall concept as Sam just explained. I was hoping rugs would fall to me. Um, but one of those rookie receivers, Ruggs, Lamb, Judy, uh, Lamb went before me. Sam got Ruggs. So I'll, I'm going to take that flyer, that high upside, hopefully, with Judy and see if he can uh, click in the Broncos offense. Excellent pick. I, I, I like the value there. You're back on the clock. Garner, none of us have taken a tight end. So are <laughs> you going to be the first one to take a tight end? I feel like at this point, I'm almost trying not to just to spite you guys and be the last one. But I, again, this is probably one you'll make fun of me for, but I like the upside here. I am taking Tariq Cohen here in the 10th round. And half PPR, him get, hopefully he'll get a lot of dump off passes or he just lines up as a wide receiver. I like that potential. I was actually thinking I might have to take him if he falls to me, Garner. So I think that is a good pick. I know Mike Tagliere touted him on our NFC North divisional preview. Uh, so I think that that's a good choice there as your fourth running back. I was looking for my darling Keyshawn Vaughn, and I totally missed that he got picked the pick <laughs> right after me last round. So unfortunately, I cannot take him, which is... Truly just a damn shame, but I, I talked about the three running backs that I have. I need a little bit of insurance, so I'm going to go with Zach Moss. He's someone that I've equally been been rising on recently. If he does actually play the Frank Gore role, then he's going to have a pretty decent year. I think a better year than people actually expect. So Andrew is on the clock with his 10th overall pick. He still only has three running backs. <laughs> Andrew, are you going to be the first one of us to draft a tight end? <laughs> uh, yes, I am. Uh, I know I only have three running backs right now, but you guys took some of the better picks off the board uh, in the 10th round here. So I'm going to lock up my guy. And, and I've been between two guys here, but for this pod, I'm going to stick with the guy who I think can be the guy, Jonu Smith saying guy a lot here, but he is my guy more than Mike Kosicki. And I realized Tayden Hurst was still on the board, so that is my bad. But I <laughs> still love Jonu Smith. I am uh, an extreme homer there by missing that pick. I just thought that Carter was going to take him. And Hayden you Hurst. can't get him all right, can you? <laughs> Hayden Hurst is actually the guy who I was considering instead of Zach Moss just to – complete a bit of a, a Falcons double stack there with Ryan Ridley and Hurst, but decided to go with Zach Moss, who I think was at the, the end of that tier. And there are still several tight ends that I like. Well, and honestly, I thought that maybe the other two teams wouldn't even take a tight end. So I would have realized my gaffe and then gotten Hurst in the 11th. But uh, the guys that have the computers that have Kittle and Kelsey took Noah Fant and Hayden Hurst right after me. So, uh, again, I've only got three running backs. i got to look a little bit closer at this. And 
some guy that I've, uh, <laughs> well, I just timed out. So everyone can make fun of me at the end of this draft. I'll quick spin this while Sam looks at who's available. I took Austin Hooper, so I'm doubled up at tight end here. I did write a devil's advocate piece for Austin Hooper, and I've vouched for him in the past. So I don't hate the pick. Uh, the more and more fantasy analysis I do, I feel like I'm just loving every player out there. And two tight ends, twice as many chances to hit. So not only was Andrew the first player out of the three of us to draft a tight end, he was also the second player of the three <laughs> of us to draft a tight end. I am going to be the third, and you can hear Crosby shaking in the background there. He's excited for this pick. I'm going to go with Mike Gesicki out of Miami. I think he's in for a big breakout year, and to get him in the 11th round I think is absolutely tremendous. Garner, are you finally going to take a tight end? We only have two rounds left, and you need a tight end in this roster. Hey, hey I'll trade you one of my tight ends after. <laughs> I mean, that'd be tempting because I, I was hoping Hooper Kisaki would fall to me here, um, but they didn't. And I, I don't, I haven't looked too deep here, but there's no one close in the uh, or higher up in the ADP here. So while I continue to search for a tight end, I'm going to take one last wide receiver that uh, I'm hoping has a lot of upside here with Justin Jefferson. And then now I suppose I should uh, figure out a tight end that's come back to me with uh, Deshaun Jackson, Jared Goff, Nikhil Harry, and Robbie Anderson taken around the turn. Jared Goff, another player. Uh, we keep talking about guys that we're rising on, but Jared Goff is is rising up my ranks. I think the fact that yep. again you've got so many players in Los Angeles that are expected to be good pass catchers, but Jared Goff just still isn't getting quite the respect he deserves because again he could be he could be almost a Matt Ryan light in that he just passes a ton and his volume carries him to being a pretty good fantasy quarterback so garner it is your last pick you've got to take a tight end i think maybe do you i take jimmy graham he is available assuming health i'm gonna go tj hawkinson here he's listed it for the uh covid now but again i'm hoping thinking again that would clear out by the time season rolls around and uh yes yeah, so I, I i i like him pending health obviously Good stuff. Good stuff. I'm on the clock with my final pick. I like where I'm at with my team overall. You can you can hear Crosby hitting the door stoppers, flicking around in, in the background, <laughs> but he uh, will not be making the pick for me. Instead, I'm going to go with a guy we talked about before the show started, Boston Scott. He is my guy. I think he can take a decent receiving role in the Philadelphia offense. Andrew is a third tight end in the mix. <laughs> uh, it is not. Um, I got to get that fourth running back, and I would have more running backs, assuming greater depth in a typical league. Uh, but my fourth running back, especially later in rounds that I have been warming up to, and he made it all the way back to me from the 11th round to the 12th, is Damian Harris. This guy is second-year player in New England. Sony Michelle, I believe, is on the pup right now, too. So 
I would be, uh, there's a lot of upside there for him to take over some of the running duties in New England. Again, you got Cam Newton there is, is a boost for everyone. And so I don't hate that pick. Wow. That wraps up our mock draft as a quick recap of the teams. Andrew has Carson Wentz at quarterback with Saquon Barkley, Cam Akers, Philip Lindsay and Damian Harris at running back at wide receiver. He has DeAndre Hopkins, DJ Moore, Tyler Lockett, DJ Chark, Cortland Sutton. And at the tight end position, he has Johnny Smith and Austin Hooper for Garner. He has Deshaun Watson at quarterback with Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, Todd Gurley, and Tariq Cohen at running back. With Juju Smith-Schuster, Keenan Allen, Julian Edelman, Emmanuel Sanders, Jerry Judy, and Justin Jefferson at the wide receiver position. So a lot of J's there. And TJ Hawkinson as his tight end. For yours truly, I got Matt Ryan as my quarterback, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon, Zach Moss, and Boston Scott as my running backs. At wide receiver, I've got Calvin Ridley, Terry McLaurin, Will Fuller, Tyler Boyd, and Henry Ruggs with Mike Gesicki at the tight end position. Crosby, I think, is begging me to take him out to go to the bathroom. So, guys, did you have a lot of fun tonight? I loved it, especially when Andrew took that second tight end. (laughs) Hey, man, there's a lot of value at tight end at the end of this draft, so... Hard for me to pass up on that, especially when the clock is telling me I have to take one. Yeah, that was definitely a highlight. I also really liked you realizing that Keyshawn Vaughn went or was taken after your pick when you were still looking for him around later. I was I was just like looking. I'm like, he's not on the name thing, but I don't see where he's taken. And I'm like, oh, it was right after me. So ah, it's a shame. You live to live to draft another day. All right. Definitely. Definitely. Well, thank you all for joining us. It has been a pleasure being back together with you, Andrew and Garner. For Andrew Mackins at Andrew Mackins, for Garner at Garther, you can follow our podcast account at Pod After TD. And I am at Sam Hoppin. And with that, Crosby's kick is good.